Greetings and welcome to the Talk With History podcast. I am your host, Scott, and I'm here with my wife and historian, Jen. Uh, On this podcast, we talk about history's continuing impact on all of us and our personal journey, you and me and Jen, through YouTube as we kind of go out with the family and explore and we record and we share our history walks with our subscribers and our community and the the walk with history community. So, um, so Jen, what are we, what are we talking today on the talk with history podcast? So today we're going to cover our very first video on walk with history. Okay. So what was, what was that? What was our very first video that we made? Why don't you kind of recap that for anyone who hasn't seen it? So the very first video for walk with history on YouTube is Nathan Bedford Forrest. And we're going to talk about why he was the first video and then get into the man himself. So Okay. Before we do that, I have a very important question. Okay. Why was Forrest Gump named after Nathan Bedford Forrest? Because a lot of people don't realize that in the movie yes, Forrest Gump, yes. that's who he's named after. I think she says to remind him that sometimes people do things that just don't make no sense. That's what she says, right? That's right. Yeah, that's what she says. Yeah, and I think, and they're related to him, right? Aren't they like distantly related to him? And she wanted to name him after that to remind him that people do things sometimes that just don't make no sense. Like those are her words. Yeah, and and, and I and I bring that up because I think that kind of ties that thread, like you like mm-hmm. to say, ties through why you did yes. the walk with history on on. Nathan Bedford Forrest. So tell us how, why that was our, our first one okay, and kind of where that came from. Sure. So we had just moved to Memphis in July of 2016. And Memphis was completely new for us. So Scott is from California, born and raised, did some college in Maryland. And then I am from all over, but never the South, even though I was born in North Carolina, which is is the South, but I was only there for two years, and then we quickly moved to Hawaii and Wyoming and Pennsylvania. So when we both moved to Memphis in July of 2016, we were really surrounded by a different culture. And I wanted to start a Facebook page called Walk With History for my family and and for your family and for our friends so we could kind of teach them about the history of Memphis and the surrounding areas that none of us really had been privy to before. So that was the whole point. And the first video I did was Nathan Bedford Forrest. And it's because of his statue that was right in the middle of the city of Memphis. So I thought that would, we would drive by it. And we had no clue who he was until we lived in Memphis. And we had no clue what even statue that was until we had to ask people. And then we were like, well, who is this guy? And why does he have a statue in the middle of Memphis? And so that was really the emphasis of that video to kind of explain who he was, why is the statue here? And what does he mean for the city? 
Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's one of the cool things that a lot of people who've only seen Walk with History, the YouTube channel, don't know is that was four or five years mm -hmm. before we ever started Walk with History on on YouTube. Right? You did literally just grabbed your phone, yes. vertical video, which drove me crazy. Yes. And posted it up. You made a Facebook page and you posted it up and you shared it with a bunch of friends and they thought it was interesting. Yeah. And all of a sudden you had all these friends like, oh my gosh, can I be part of this Facebook page? And you you started gathering like a mini following yes. there. I th you know, I think today we're, it's just a couple hundred, not yes. as many as the YouTube channel, but there was interest there. Yes. And videoing it vertically was a challenge than trying to make it our first YouTube video because we had to try to make that video, that vertical video into a horizontal video for that first YouTube video. But we, I felt it was important to revisit that because in the last five years from the time I had done the original video to when we had done the YouTube video, things had changed. So what, what things had changed um, since I think you did the vertical, the original video, just the original walk? in 2016. So what had changed yeah. between then and when we started? Well, the statue had been removed. That's right. And there was still, there was still talk because what the, the interesting thing about the Nathan Bedford's forest statue is he's actually buried underneath it and his wife is buried underneath it. So that caused a lot of difficulties because you had to also remove a grave and change a grave. So, there was a lot of legal proceedings that went with that. So the statue had been removed for, for, for a long time. The pedestal had not. So I wanted to update viewers on what had happened since then and what was going to happen to the statue and to the the bodies of Nathan Bedford Forrest and his wife. Yeah, and, and just to, to kind of reset the context of the scene is – in 2016, the video or the, the statue was still up there, mm -hmm. right? You're going there and there was some stuff on the ground. I think it was some Black Lives Matter stuff that was on the ground. That wasn't there until, no, that wasn't until there. Until later. Yeah. In 2016, there was nothing. Yeah. So in 2016, you did the original video. Yes. The statue was up there. And then fast forward a couple years when nationally there was a, the Black Lives Matter movement had yes. kind of surfaced or resurfaced. Yes. And statues all around the country specifically largely through the south for obvious reasons um civil war era statues they people had been taking them down or arguing to take them down yes. and all of a sudden nathan bedford forest yes. be, gained center attention center stage in the memphis area yeah. so tell us about nathan bedford forest and kind of briefly summarize who he was and what people did know or didn't know about him. So he's a he's a confusing and interesting person. Um, first of all, his statue's right in the middle of Memphis, like right beside Sun Studio. So if you know anything about Memphis and the history of Memphis, it's it's really known for its music history. Sun Studio is where Elvis Presley was originally recorded and that's what Johnny Cash did a lot of his recording so you can see the statue from Sun Studio so it was a very prominent statue in the city he was a slave trader and being a student of American history and getting my master's in American history at the University of Memphis using that term slave trader 
comes under a lot of controversy because that term kind of equates to an equal trade of commodities. And when you're talking about trafficking people and selling people, there really is no equality of commodity there. So it really downplays what is really happening in that situation. So I don't, I might switch back and forth with my verbiage saying human trafficker or slave trader, just so you understand really what he is doing. So he... What's he best known for? I bet he's known for a couple things. The, The slave trading, he makes his millions in that. Then he becomes a Confederate general in the Civil War. And that's what the statue depicted. The statue depicted him on a horse in his Civil War uniform. And he is a general of the Calgary in Tennessee. And he is, for all intents and purposes, he is a good general in the fact that he is evasive and unable to be captured and can make a really strong fight. And for those reasons, Grant has a famous line that is called that that devil forest because he was hard to capture and hard to overcome. Of course, he never ends up winning. You know, the Civil War is not won. So he comes back to Tennessee and starts to make his way in the railroad industry. And then he is known for being the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. So he's not known. And that's what they depict in Forrest Gump. And that's what they depict. And that's really where the controversy came out in the 2019 time frame when all those statues were getting torn down. That was the focus on the public and the media in the Memphis area. Even I remember not being a history guy. It was all over the news. Yes. And that was the focus, right? It was Nathan Bedford Forrest, the the first Grand Master of the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, Grand Wizard. Grand Wizard. Um, but there's a lot of context that the news and media doesn't give. So that's that's why I said it's it's confusing. He was not a originator of the Ku Klux Klan. He did not start the Ku Klux Klan. That was started it started in Polanski, um, Tennessee, which is about I would say two hours to the east. Of Memphis, and it's it's well documented there. Um, the people who actually started the Klan, and then even there is no real direct documentation that shows him as the Grand Wizard. There is a account of him being in a hotel in Nashville, where a hotel room where they had gathered for a Klan meeting, and they had elected him the first Grand Wizard, and someone gives that account. Now, I don't think Forrest ever um, verifies that and agrees with that. I do think that he was, there is accounts that he is definitely involved involved in the Klan. The Klan had a different kind of beginning than what we think of it today. It really was at first to stop Northerners coming down south and taking southern land and taking southern jobs and so to push the carpetbaggers back but it was always violent and that's that was their means of stopping people and then then it definitely turned into a, a racial violence but you get Forrest 
testifying at one point that he that some African American men had been lynched and he said that him himself would go out with the party to catch the lynchers. So I am I'm not arguing for or against Forrest in any way. I have no ties to Forrest or the area. I always feel like an interloper when I talk about stuff like this because I am I'm definitely feel like a Yankee. But I do want all the information out there because this was the confusing part for me learning about him as a student of American history at the University of Memphis is there was definitely things on both sides that I could see. And I knew that he had done terrible things. But I also in the end, he gives a speech at a pallbearers association in in favor of African Americans and African American education. And he's actually presented flowers by an African American woman, and he kisses her on the cheek. Now I have professors that feel that that was all part of a scheme to get workers for his railroad business. But there's no verification of that. So those are the things you have to, you have to worry about as a historian is you can't just I think it was this. Well, does it, is there a document that said we that Forrest said I did this because I really just wanted people to come work for my railroad? Unless you have those things, you're really just guessing as a historian. Yeah, and I think from my perspective is watching you go through your graduate education and watching you learn about these things and you coming home and talking to me about them. You know, I started hearing this and I had the initial reaction that probably most people do and the people listening to this podcast is saying like, well, is she kind of being an apologizer for Nathan Bedford Forrest? And I learned that that's not the case at all. Really what you're doing, what a historian should do is consider and learn and talk about all the facts. And like you've said, try to remove your own personal bias. So that's, that's kind of the historian's job is, is to do that. And so I thought that was very interesting because this is a, an incredibly uncomfortable subject for a lot of people. And he was a very controversial figure for that part of his life for, for, um, and so when the statues started getting taken down all throughout the South in the, in 2019 timeframe, that was a big thing in the Memphis area. They did it in the middle of the night, which a lot of people didn't agree with and, and this, that, and the other. So um, that's one of the things that I found very interesting was something as uncomfortable and controversial as Nathan Bedford Forrest, who many, the only thing they really know him for is that if, if they know anything at all, they might know him for Forrest Gump or as the first Grand Wizard of the KKK. Yes. Um, and there was a lot more there. Not apologizing or not vouching for or against, but taking the whole picture into account. Absolutely. Like, so I was a part of a group that actually had a marker put up at the location, a historic marker put up at the location where his business was, his human trafficking business, his slave trade business on Adams Avenue in Memphis. We had a marker put up to emphasize this is how Nathan Bedford Forrest made his money. He human trafficked people. And in that ceremony, which we did on the anniversary of the 50th 
um, anniversary of the Martin Luther King assassination, the ceremony to dedicate that marker, we read the names. I say we. I was in. I was present there. I didn't read any names that day. Um, one of my professors did, though, and, and a couple of my friends did. Researchers found the names. I think. I don't want to. I don't know exactly. Eighty enslaved people that were sold by Nathan Bedford Forrest. And I mean, as young as six months old. And I, I cried. I cried. So I think he's a terrible person in that regard. I do. I, I'm what a, what a horrible thing to do to sell people. But as a historian, I believe that people can make up their own minds. And my job is to give you the facts. My job is to give you the facts of those names. My job is to give you the facts of what he did in the Civil War, what he did after with the Klan, what what is factual about that, and then what is factual about the pallbearer's speech. And then you have to decide, is this man, did he have a, 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 a second chance? Did he have a change of heart? Did he decide that he was wrong in the end of his life? Do, do people get that chance in life? I mean, I'm not, this is again, I'm not saying one way or the other how I feel about Nathan Bedford Forrest. I'm saying these are the facts and that's what a historian is supposed to do is give them to you so you can decide. In the end, the statue was taken down. It was taken down at night. I believe that if a statue is put up by the community, it has every right to be taken down by the community, especially if the community doesn't feel that that, uh, that exemplifies how they feel about yeah, something. Um, but I think you and I have talked about this before. Taking it down at night, I think, sends the wrong message. Yeah. I think it should be taken down in the middle of the day. And it should be taken down to fanfare. They, these statues historically go up in great fanfare. They go up with great crowds of people and a lot of excitement and they should be taken down I feel in the same way because that should be how the community feels about it yeah no so I I think it was an interesting one to start it was walk with history the our YouTube channel with um but you did a good job in relaying and I think clear, you know, shining a, a clear spotlight on all of the facts. Yeah, and I, I wanted to emphasize too that he that statue didn't go up until I, I can't remember now, a little after the nineteen hundreds. He had already died and he had already been buried at Elmwood Cemetery with his wife. So his body was moved and his wife's body was was moved to that park. And at the time that park was the outskirts of Memphis. Now it's like the center of Memphis, but at the time it's the outskirts and it was private property and someone had paid for the statue and had it all put up. Then, of course, that person passes away, gifts the park to the city, and then the city has to now have this controversial. They they build around it. Yes. Yeah. And so he's he was not originally buried there. And he has a daughter who actually dies young. From, um, and she's buried at Elmwood Cemetery, and she's she stayed there. So he originally was buried with his wife and young daughter, and then they just moved him and his wife and left the young daughter there. So, yeah. no, it was again, it was a very interesting one, and I think hopefully for the people listening today, they learned a little bit about 
who Nathan Bedford Forrest was and more than just the namesake of Forrest Gump and someone who did something that doesn't make much sense, as Forrest Gump's mother says. And also kind of why you, this is kind of the origin story of Walk With History. This is why you started it. You started it literally just because you enjoy sharing your knowledge with friends and family on interesting pieces of history. Mm -hmm. And you did so literally just by walking out to where the statue was and, and filming. The only two things that I really think about when I think of that statue is without that statue, I would never know who he was. It was because we had moved there and we were driving around and I saw that statue and I go, what is that? Who is that? And Nathan Bedford Forrest, who, who was he? And that's when I learned about him. Now, I'm not saying that you need a statue to learn. Sure. Absolutely not. But I found out more about him because of that statue. I don't think the statue's being destroyed. I think it's going to the Sons of the Confederacy in Spring Hill, Tennessee. They have a home or a area where I think the statue is going. And I think also the bodies are going there. They're not even going back to Elmwood. So I don't know if I buy into all of that. You're destroying history. You're taking down. I, I don't. Not the history doesn't get destroyed. History does not get made by a statue. Doesn't get destroyed by a statue. I also don't believe there's racism in a statue. I believe it's a statue. I think all the racism and hate you feel is in your heart, and whatever you have learned about a certain person or about a certain thing in history, it's it's what you have learned and what you see. Because if no one even knows who that person is, looking at a statue of them is not going to make them see racism. So I think there has to be a part where you were recognizing our education and where is our education coming from and who's teaching us and what are the nuances that people are using for wording. And some of the the collective understanding as well. Collective understanding. And like I said, like slave trade, human trafficking, like how are things being presented to us in an educational level to understand things? So I think he was a great person to learn from in the beginning because he was so controversial and reminds you that people, again, just like she says in Forrest Gump, people do things that don't make much sense. People do terrible things and then people do great things. And when does, when does one outweigh the other? I don't know. And I don't, I will never make that decision, but I will, try to lay all the facts out for you so you can make them yeah well again uh thank you for kind of giving us your perspective <laughs> on on history and, and sharing that uh, hopefully those who are listening who may have seen the video in the past uh, on the walk with history youtube channel can either go check it out if you haven't seen it and if you have s- watched it before hopefully this provided a little bit more background and insight into why we started why that was the very first video um, and thank you for listening. Uh, so please reach out to us on uh, Twitter. We have the Twitter handle at Talk With History. So just um, what I'd encourage folks to do if you guys are on that medium is uh, go on Twitter and tweet at us and tell us where in the world you are listening from. I want to hear from our listeners out there where you guys are listening from, what part of the country, what part of the world. Uh, you can find more of this podcast at talkwithhistory.com. And 
thank you. And we'll talk to you guys again yeah. next week. I'd be interested too if people knew who Nathan Bedford Forrest was. Yes, that would be an interesting thing too. If you could write, if you could write, did you know who he was? Yeah. And where, when did you learn about him? Because I did not. Yeah, little little community poll there. So so tweet at us at Talk With History. Um, let us know if you knew who Nathan Bedford Forrest was, where you guys are from. And we look forward to connecting with you and talking with you next week. Great. Thank you so much.